Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the Core Speaks podcast. Tonight, I have the pleasure of speaking to an artist. His name is Terrence Washington. So, without further ado, we're going to get started. Hi, Terrence. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm great. Doing great. That's good. That's good. Well, if it's okay with you, we are just going to talk a little bit about your career and some of the different things that you do and have done as it relates to art. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to start by asking a few questions. Is that okay? Yeah, that's great. Let's go. Okay. Okay. So Terrence, you are, to my knowledge, a native of Blackville, South Carolina, and you have also lived in other areas such as uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Not only that, um, you're most mostly known as an artist. So let's start there. Tell me a little bit about um, you being an African-American artist. Okay. Um, as being an African-American artist in these times, uh, one of the major things that I try to do is put myself and my culture into a lot of what I do. And if you look at some of my work, you see some of it's Afrocentric, others is more fluid and lifelike. And those are the type of things I try to bring to my work. I call myself a modern day impressionist. Okay. Yeah, that's what I like to do. I mean, I like to do content that make people think when they look at it. Um, that's one reason why I don't paint the face in because I want you to imagine the face that's there um, just get that feel for what it could be you know use your imagination on something okay so basically when someone looks at your work uh, like for example I may look at it and see one thing but someone else may look at it and see something totally different so exactly okay that's really interesting. Um, when did you get started as an artist as far as being a painter and what kind of led to that journey? Um, I think it all started when I was younger. My family is real talented with uh, drawing, painting, and that type of stuff. So okay. at times it became like a competition because my brother would draw <laughs> something and then I would draw something. And then okay. my cousin from Delaware, he would come down and he would draw something and then I would draw something. So it, it became something like that. Then I started finding out my aunt can paint and draw and then other people doing other things. So it's like naturally in the blood. It's just keeping it going. Okay. Okay. So um, were you going to, were you just about to say something? I didn't want to cut you off or anything. Oh, well, I was going to, keep going by saying when I got in I think like middle school elementary middle school somewhere around in there fifth sixth grade um my art teacher she kind of noticed that I was doing pretty good with art and she pushed me into doing some stuff and from there it kind of led into other people having me doing things and I think that's what kept my art ideas going and then life hit so basically you had like a mentor who um, I guess you looked up to as it related to art I guess you could say that but 
life has been my real mentor. Just okay. things and meeting all different people and getting bits and pieces from them. Have you been able to meet any particular artists, um, whether locally or um, well-known or nationally, that have inspired you when it comes to your art? Um, yes, I have. I've got to meet Mr. Jim Harrison with the Jim Harrison <laughs> Art Gallery. And that was like a great thing because when I went to the Art Institute for Graphic Design, one of our classes, we talked about Mr. Harris in our law and graphics class. Wow. It was interesting because as we was talking about his artwork, I told the teacher like, yeah, um, I, I know this guy. And she was like, yeah, right. You know Jim Harris. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so that, that was interesting listening to that. So now I actually got the chance to really sit down and talk to him. Mm-hmm. He was... I mean, he was a real cool, down to earth guy. Not what mm. you would expect. And I mean, me and him we sat there. We talked in his gallery for, I say, about an hour or so, just wow. talking about art. And I thought that was a great thing. And then I went on to meet Mr. Leo Twig, another great artist. And I was like, just, man, this is crazy. Jim Harrison, the Leo Twig, and coming down to just meeting all these other artists, such as Mr. Ernest Lee, the Chicken Man. Mm-hmm. It's like wow, because I, I gotta admit, when I first met the Chicken Man, I thought his artwork was cool, but I, I didn't see the real fascination until I started seeing how other people appreciated his work. Mm-hmm. Then you know, you get to look at him in a different light, and you're like. This man, he a genius. This is like, wow, that's cool. Then I met another guy. They ended up riding the Chattanooga with, so we had a great conversation. Uh, Mint Nelson. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was cool to meet him and you see his progress from where he where he started to where he at now. That's like, man, that's a killer. And one of the other interesting things was. In the midst of planning a festival, I reached out to Jonathan Green, who's a famous low country artist. And it was interesting talking to him for the moment that we did get to talk. So I think throughout meeting all these different artists, it was something I learned. I mean, I picked up something from each one of them. And I think that's what's important. I think... You know, you can be um, inspired and influenced by so many different people when it comes to a particular industry. So I'm actually glad that you said that. And then thinking about how at least two of those artists that you mentioned are also South Carolina, South Carolinian. So um, tell me about your experience growing up as, um, you know, just being a native of South Carolina in a small town, Blackville and Tell me a little bit about that. Um, growing up in Blackwood, it, it's cool. I mean, it's one of them places where you pretty much cut off from everything. So you have to really dig down to keep that passion. And I think that's one thing about this town. It you try to it tries to build character for you, teach you how to build mm-hmm. character. So 
that's one thing I will always contribute to this town is character. Because okay. from Blackville, as you know, we got Troy Brown play for New England Patriots. Then we got Joe Thomas. And I know both of them get talked to them. And from time to time, little JJ, I'm sorry, Joe, when he come home, you know, we'll, we'll speak and every now and then because I work with his brother. So oh. it, it was pretty cool. And then, too, you know, I always like to say that great people and great, you know, things or opportunities come from, you know, small towns. So for me, I always like to say, you know, don't count out the small town because you learn, really, you learn so many life skills and, you know, just what it means to be a family or a close knit with people. So I think that's also important when you think about. Um, the small towns and stuff like that. And then, of course, mm-hmm. um, when I think about you guys also have Healing Springs. So would you like to talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Um, man, the Healing Springs, that's <laughs> that's home right there. Uh, growing up, I remember my grandmother used to want to go get water. So we have to get all these jugs and buckets and we'd load them up in the car and go out to the Healing Springs. And, you know, as a kid, you'd be upset going out there sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you fill them water jugs up and put them up. And after that, she just let us go. So we go out there, we'd be playing in the rocks, kicking up the water, looking for salamanders and crayfish. And those were like good times. It really was. But the thing that everybody always ask about the healing springs is the water good yes it is <laughs> it really is and, God, it's good <laughs> oh yeah and one, one of the great things about the healing spring is it's a great place for people to come together and just talk and it's no bickering and none of that type stuff it's like a escape from everything mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful out there and I gotta say, with the land being deeded to God, I felt like that was a great thing. So nobody could come in and change up that area. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Love it. I'm actually glad that you said that as well because, again, I just go back to, you know, there are some really nice hidden gems in small towns. It may be a bakery that is unlike any any other you know it could be a family-owned business it could be healing springs which for the listeners you know if you're ever able to visit blavo south carolina this is one of those hidden gems that you need to you know visit because the water is healing the water is fresh and not only that um it's just a very calming and serene vibe when you visit Healing Springs. So I'm actually glad that you shared that as well. Uh, no problem. They say the was blessed by God, and I believe it. I mean, right. I was looking at it the other day, and they had people from Savannah, Greenville, and some lady I talked to was from Chattanooga, I think. So, and that, that's another thing, you know. You they have so many different visitors, um, whether they're from South Carolina or out of the state and they actually come down and they visit um, Healing Springs and then there's a um, I think there's like a small little 
snippet of the history on a it's something out there i can't really recall but it basically gives you like some of the history there and then they have like a little is it a gift shop or something like that yeah the healing spring store okay the store right many nights out that way okay yeah so i think that's really that's very important oh yeah um so I want to ask you just a few more questions when I think about you being an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit about you also being an educator. So you've also been a special education teacher as well as an art teacher. Can you kind of talk about those experiences as well? Oh, yeah. Um, working with special needs was a very fulfilling and rewarding experience. I mean, I love my kids. I mean, I really did. Mm-hmm. And it's just... I have a newfound respect and love when people start talking about special needs kids. And I hate when I, I hate when people call a special needs child retarded and, you know, all those crazy names. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. understand that. I mean, I'm like, bro, they wasn't... They didn't want to come in this world like that. So treat them how you treat everybody else. And it's all good. Exactly. Those are some of the most loving kids and just talented. I mean, some of them will blow your mind. I mean, just, mm-hmm. oh, I love my kids. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. And like I said, I talked for 10 years over at Guinea Butler Middle School in Brown. And that was a great experience. And I also coached football and basketball one or two years. Okay. I mean, I, I love that. And after that, I went on to Blackville Elementary and Middle School, and I taught art there for a year. And that wow. was an interesting, interesting thing. I mean, the transition from special needs to art, I mean, it, it's a learning curve, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it, though. Because once you unlock that potential, because trust me, a lot of kids come, they talking about, I can't draw a stick first. And one of my favorite phrases that I tell everybody, if you can't draw a stick person, mm-hmm. draw it better than the next person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would laugh and everything. And I would tell people always, stay in your lane. Do what you feel comfortable with and do be the best at it. Mm. And a lot of my kids, they... They start turning out some great work by the end of the year, so I was proud of. Mm. Oh yeah, I think that's so important. You know, just listening to how um, passionate you are about art, but then listening to how passionate you are about these children—that just says a lot, you know. And um, obviously, as much as they poured into you, you poured into them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I think that. That's so important. Oh, I, I got to tell you. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I was teaching the kids about the Harlem Renaissance. Mm-hmm. And I got a little frustrated about trying to get them on board with some of the stuff. Because the only thing they want to do is just paint. Mm-hmm. A lot of them would say it would be ugly, but they just want to paint. Right. So I was just trying to teach them about it and going through the whole process. I remember getting a little frustrated with them. Mm-hmm. And I had to step back and, you know, really check myself. I'm like, yo, 
work with them on their level. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> someone would just, one of the kids was just trying to clown me, and I thought that was so funny. Talking about you can't paint, you can't draw, not that type of stuff. So, I brought a canvas in one day, and I started drawing. And the next thing you know, I was painting. I was doing this on my off time, so the kids didn't physically see me doing it. But mm-hmm. when they were coming to class, they'd be like, oh, you did that? I'm like, yeah. So at the end, when I finished the painting, they were like, oh, you did that? Oh. I'm like, yeah, you could do it too. So when I showed them their work, by the time they finished, they were surprised that they did what they did. Mm. And I was like, you just relax into them, just do it. Stop saying what you can't do and just do it. And stay in your lane. Don't try to be like the next person and do what the next person do. Do you. Right. And I think that just came out so so great. I mean, I couldn't think of nothing better than that. And I think, too, it takes a special person um, to deal with children, you know, because I think everybody has a, a level of patience and then there's you know then you could be the opposite where you don't really have a whole lot of patience but um I think it, it's a gift when you know an adult um can connect with a child or relate to a child in that sense and then you being an artist as well you know you just never know how you may have impacted them you know so I think that's really interesting so, um, my next question is actually, why do you feel, or how do you feel, um, art is important as it relates to daily life, as it relates to the community? Um, I feel like art is important because it's a, it's an escape form. It's a way mm-hmm. for you to relax your mind. It's a way for people to connect. And like I said, people look at one thing and see different things in it. And I mm-hmm. think that's the beauty of art. It's not straightforward. Mm-hmm. Some stuff are, but other things are so abstract that you, you find the beauty in it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think the way you apply that to life is, life is not straightforward. It can be just like this painting you looked at all over mm-hmm. the place. Or it could be like this other painting you looked at where it calms and relaxes. And I felt like that's what art is about. Just exposing a person to something different. Just mm-hmm. like with music. It exposes you to a different world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, all types of art. Like acting. Acting allows you to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. You catching that moment. And I mean, to me, that's deep. And that's what art is about. And mm-hmm. I'm currently looking at this explosion of young artists and a lot of young black artists who are creating art villages um, art history I'm loving that I mean I feel like our rural area needs to start embracing that art culture mm-hmm. and one mm-hmm. thing that a lot of people don't understand is money in art mm-hmm I mean, if you just, if, if people support you, 
you can get astronomical stuff. And I feel like looking at other towns like Greenville or other cities like Greenville, uh, Columbia, Charleston area, they're getting a lot, a lot of money, a lot of funding through art. So I'm going to try to bring that type of stuff here. And I also want to show these kids that you can make a, you can have a future, make a good living doing art. So, I mean, I feel like that's how it's good for the community, especially if you can just talk to this child, like, put down the gun, put down your anger, and just pick up a paintbrush or pull out a laptop, start typing out a story, you know, that type thing. Give them something to be proud of, something mm-hmm. constructive, something where somebody gonna be like, look, you did a great job, I'm proud of you. We'll give you a hug. And I'm mm. bringing in art, you can start building things. Because everywhere you look, there's art. I mean, most people, you sit at, sit at a desk, you look up, there's a, photog- a photo or something. That's right. Art. The way the building is designed, that's art. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, art is everywhere. It's just like math, it's everywhere. A lot of people are pushing STEM, but I feel like you just need to start pushing STEAM. Add that art into it. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, with mathematics and engineering, that's great. But you got to have the vision as well, and that's where the art comes in. Right. So that's how I feel about it. Use this art okay. to build these little towns up and, you know, just connect people. That's what it's all about, that connection. Tell me a little bit about what your process is like when when you get ready to paint or when you get ready to, um, you know, create something new as it relates to art. Okay. Um, <clears throat> a lot of my artwork, it depends on how I'm feeling and what's going on. I could just turn on some music and whatever is playing, I get that groove, then the image will pop in my head, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm off of work. So I feel like that's a that's a great thing, because I'm, I'm deep in the music. So, okay. And So is it, I don't want to cut, is it no, more no. like, you, you get like your canvas, and then you get your paint, and while you're listening to the music, whatever comes to mind, then you kind of go from there, or what is that like? that process yeah you pretty much summed it up a lot of times I could just listen to music and you start seeing images and things of that nature and you start pulling them together and just whatever you groove into a vibe into you know you start putting it out there that's how I came up with the painting groove like that and then I have the jazz band collection and it's all about music Mm -hmm. and just feeling it so yeah, and then another process is when I do fluid art. I think about what's going on, so I pick out different colors to give me this feel. Like if I'm feeling like a lot's going on and nobody's listening, the colors that I mix together when I do fluid art mm-hmm. is reflected in the paint. Mm. So I, I try to do that type stuff. 
And this other paint that I have, it, it, it came about during that protest that was going on, the Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And like, I seen three guys who was like blood, crip, folk. And I was just like, that was powerful to see them come together. And then I was like, I, I got to do this. So I grab a can of spray paint and I start spray painting. And then I drew my picture on it and I started painting. Okay. <laughs> I started thinking about, okay, they're burning up stuff and all that type of thing. So I did the same painting again. And I want to say, I call the painting the protest. And in the painting, I want this to convey that we can protest in peace or our anger can burn this city down. The choice is yours. We're trying to be heard. So I ended up doing two paintings called Protest and okay. what it was about. And in that same movement, the Black Lives Matter happened and I, I just had to do this all black painting with the fist. And it's emotional sometimes. Some of them are emotional. Some of them are political. And others are just going off the music. And, you know, just pull together some things. Okay. So basically being influenced by art, that which is music, or just reality, you know, what the times are and things of that nature. Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you if you don't mind me asking, um, what is your favorite or your top seller when it comes to some of your work? Uh, my top seller is Mother Emanuel painting. Mm. I did a painting of Mother Emanuel mm-hmm. and that has been my top seller. Um, my second one is Woman in Thought. No, no. Love 44. And Woman in Thought is the third. Love 44 is a painting I did that honors um, Michelle and Barack Obama. Okay. I mean, everybody looking at it like I'm honoring the president. Nah, it's their relationship that led him to being the president. How at this time when this man got elected, he was all emotional. And he was trying to calm himself and get himself right so he can deliver this powerful speech. And it was Michelle that came to him, talked to him, and got him right. So mm. I did a painting that shows that and that that you can feel it. And that's okay. love 44. And when you say Mother Emmanuel, you were just paying homage to to the church and to the Charleston community? Yes. I mean, when okay. I, I... Let me tell you the story on that one. I was on a field trip with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And we was, as we was on the bus, we stopped in front of the church at the red light. Mm-hmm. And she said, Dad, look up. So I looked up and I saw... Mother Emmanuel and I was just like I was blown away about 
it's beauty, it's it's power, it's presence, and then the fact that this young guy could come in and do what he did to those people mm-hmm. in the heart of Charleston. It just it just blew my mind away, and it was like something said. And I felt so honored and just taken away. I'm not sure what it was, but it just like something came over me. It just, I had to do it. I had so, to art, so art in a way has also become, you know, therapy for you as well. Yes. Art has always oh. been a therapy. Between art and riding <laughs> motorcycles. <laughs> And I think that's an art too. <laughs> yes, it is. But um, yeah, I mean, it is therapy. Okay. And I've heard some good things when people look at the work and they be like, "I feel relaxed. I feel calm." You know, that's a great thing when you hear that. Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, you starting a festival, a local festival, because again, I just think about, you know, art, entrepreneurship, I think they go hand in hand. So tell me a little bit about your festival and, you know, the purpose of it, um, typically when you host it and things of that nature. Okay. Um, The festival I do is called the Blackville Music and Art Festival. And how it came about was in the heart of Blackville, South Carolina. Yes, ma'am. Right downtown on the main street. The heart of Blackville. And um, the way it came about was I was trying to I was talking to a group of people and we was talking about events and things that used to happen back in like the early 80s here in town and further back and how Blackville was booming and doing so much. Mm -hmm. And well, I, I couldn't think of anything or, you know, just say anything. I just add my little two cents and kept on going. But it's like that night I had a dream. And I felt like in that dream, everything was laid out, how to do it. But I just couldn't see what all was going on or where to go. So um, I told my mom and dad about it. And my dad was like, seemed like God was trying to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Didn't think much into it. But then, that next year was kind of hard. I mean, it really was. So, then I had the same dream. But things were laid out more and better. And I, I'm, I'm giving you the real on this. So, you, you're gonna, you gonna understand it. But, um, after having that dream the second time everything was more laid out I could see a little more I just had to figure out how to get it to happen so I got up the next day told my mom and dad about it my dad was like look we need to start doing something about it and my mom was like alright let me know what we need to do so after that I went to town council went to the mayor spoke to the mayor about it uh, everybody thought it was a good idea and that was it Okay. So, 
Yeah, that's kind of how it came about. Next thing I know, I commit created a committee, and a year, I say about a year and a half later, we had the first music and art festival. Mm. It's basically the festival. What it does, it's a place where, um, if you have any talent, there's mm-hmm. musical talent, there's acting talent, um, painting, singing, dancing, whatever it is, we're giving you a place and mm-hmm. to hit a stage and just show your skills, mm-hmm. your craft, and you got a whole year to work on. So, mm. a lot of times people don't get a place to show their artwork or to sing besides church or in the streets. And here we are, we're giving you a place to do all that. Mm. And it's amazing that how many people came out over the years. Mm-hmm. We went from maybe 200 people to 6,000 people at one time. Mm. Um, we had all kind of people to hit the stage and all kind of artists to come through. Because, like, one of the artists that came through was Mr. Jim Harris. After talking to him, talked to him for, like, two years in a row, and he finally came. He said he, mm. he, he, said he was going to be there for 15 minutes. That's all he can give. <laughs> but Mr. Harrison ended up staying there all day. I mean, he was there from... 10 o'clock that morning to 8 o'clock at night. Mm. And he he loved it. He was just like, he don't get to interact with people like that, but he loved it. And that says a lot. That says a lot. Yeah. Um, Mr. Ernest Lee, the chicken man, he said he got to meet his idol. His idol at our festival. Mm. He didn't know Jim Harrison was his idol. And wow. Him and Jim, they got together, they talked, they enjoyed themselves, and it was just mind-blowing. I'm like, to think that we got two South Carolina artists here in our hometown at this festival, it was mind-blowing. To me, it was. And on top of that, Mint Nelson came to the festival. And Mint, you know, he's blowing up in the world. So, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is crazy. This is this is what I wanted. I wanted people who cannot see themselves see themselves having a way out or a way to express themselves to see these people, talk to them, figure out what's going on and how they can get started. And it, it was great having them to come here. We had Sunshine Anderson to come perform, and it's. I mean, it was just great seeing all these people come together to see Sunshine Anderson, um, Bishop Henning Tate, um, Terrence Young. (laughs) The list goes on and on. And a lot of people that hit our stage, that performed, they went on to getting shows and other things all across South Carolina. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted people to be exposed to other things so that people start contacting them for sure. And that's mm-hmm. that's what happened over the next, over the last uh, nine years. The festival's grown back that. I mean people getting getting um, bookings and gigs and other artists getting known and things like that. So 
I feel like the dream is is happening. And at the same time, my community is coming together. Uh, people that have never heard of Blackville is coming here just for this festival and to get water from the healing spring. <laughs> so, I mean, I just felt like that was a great thing. I really do. And I'm so thankful to my committee, each one of them that helped me getting this thing going. I mean, mm, it has been stressful. But it's a great feeling, especially when you see everybody come together and enjoying themselves. <sighs> yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. With the festival, typically, is it two days, three days long? Is it one day? Um, it's a two-day festival. Two-day festival. Okay. Mm-hmm. That okay. And this year is the ninth anniversary? Uh, tenth. Tenth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, the tenth anniversary. Um, Of course, you know, we've all have been experiencing, you know, the pandemic and still dealing with the COVID-19. So my question is, will you guys be having a festival this year or what would that, if you do have it, what would that entail? And then when, um, typically when do you guys have the festival for the listeners, um, if they're interested in, you know, coming out and supporting? Okay. Um, usually we have the festival the third weekend in May. So, um, as of right now, we're still trying to figure out, are we going to have this festival this year? And if we do have it, are we going to do it smaller or we're going to do it virtually? We're supposed to be meeting with the town council and the mayor to figure, figure this thing out. So that's where we're okay. at now. Okay. Well, hopefully, you know, I mean, we still have to take proper, you know, precautions and stuff, but, you know, hopefully you guys are still able to have it or even if you have something virtual, but, um, you know, you never know. Things can change by May, so you never know. Yeah, that's true. I'm hoping for the best. Right, right. Um, and then, too, to my knowledge, with your festival, you also, not only do you have artists, who can showcase their work, their talents, their gifts, but you also have people who, um, you know, they may showcase showcase their talent through food. You know, you may have food vendors, you may have um, jewelry designers or, or people who sell jewelry. So you just have a, you know, just different people out there. So I think that's also really interesting. Oh yes, we have a whole slew of vendors um, and food. Because you can find, at our festival, you find Polynesian food out there. You find Gullah Geechee. And you also mm. find some great lean cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one great thing about this festival. Everything you're looking for is pretty much there. I mean, barbecue. Okay. We have, Oh, man. We have some of the great, best barbecue cooks in this area coming out here, so that I think that's what draws in a lot of people the barbecue mm-hmm. and the Polynesian food mm. <laughs> sounds like you reminiscing over there <laughs> yeah because I remember the first time I had a red velvet funnel cake it was 
and I'm accessible. Wow. Yeah, I was like, wow. I never had a red velvet funnel cake. But it was good. I mean, it was. Mm. Now I go to all folks oh. was looking for a red velvet funnel cake. And now you still looking for it? Yes. <laughs> well, maybe you'll get it in May. I'm, I hope so. <laughs> so you have a couple months to, to wait. Um, I also wanted to ask you just about, you know, what you do, you already do so much in the community when you think about um, the festival and your art and working with the children, but are you also a part of any um, community organizations that, you know, help you to connect with other artists or just, just really volunteering? What other things that you do as it relates to that? Um, I'm also, I'm a creative connector for the South Carolina Arts Commission. Um, okay. I'm also one of the members for the Blackville Phoenix Group, which is an art group okay. that, you know, kind of focus on art and education here in Blackville. Okay. And like I said, I'm also the president of the Blackville Music and Art Festival. So. Okay. And overall, you feel like those uh, organizations have just shaped you better as an artist, as a person? Yes, I do. I feel like being a part of all those organizations and just doing the things that I do is it's fulfilling. It's educational. The Lord knows I'm learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it just helped better shape and mold who I am today. Because I'm starting to get into politics and can't wait to see what happened with that. Okay. And what about you being a, um, if you want to share this, what about you being a graphic artist, graphic designer? Um, Being a graphic designer is interesting because I don't have to go out and pay somebody else to do the work that I can do. And I'm always Mm -hmm. here to help other people. Like I said, Mm -hmm. as a teacher, I tried teaching some some aspects of graphic design to a lot of the area people, so that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. But being a graphic artist is is fun. I'm currently working in Columbia as a graphic artist at Scientech, and I love working on a lot of websites there as well. So, yeah. Okay. And I think you know, I can just tell from. You know, the conversation, art is your thing, you know, that's your, you know, your niche or your, um, it's just something that you're very passionate about, just based off of some of the different things that you, you've shared with me. So I find that to be very, you know, intriguing as well. Oh yeah. I mean, I love art and music. One day, uh, I hope to get into acting. And modeling. Okay. But art is like my thing. I like painting and drawing. And I'm getting into photography. So photography has been my little side hustle thing right now. And I, there's no, no better way than go with as to be an artist. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, do you have any advice for upcoming artists, rising artists, um, anyone who wants to paint? Um, one of the things I can say is just stick with it. Whatever you do, stay in your lane. Be the best at what you can do. Don't worry about what the next person doing. Just worry about you. Um, keep pushing. If it look ugly to you, it probably look good to somebody else. Mm. But just basically keep pushing. I mean, don't stop. Okay. Okay. And just for the last question, um, how can, you know, people purchase some of your artwork? If you have any websites that they can visit to look at your artwork, to purchase it, to even support um, you as an artist. And then also, how can people keep in touch with you or, um, you know, as it relates to social media like Facebook or Instagram? So this will be a perfect time to, you know, just share those different um, websites, links and stuff like that. I got you. Um, <clears throat> you can find me on Facebook, Terrence Washington or DJ Trudet. Um, you can also catch me on Instagram, DJ Trudet, well, SCDJ Trudet, my bad. And you can find me on Twitter, Terrence Washington. And my website, where you can check out my store. I have an art store on Ipsy. And it's TW's Art Shop. That's TW's Art Shop. Or you can just hit me up through the email. Art. Yep, TW's TW is Art Shop. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Or you can just hit me up, Terrence Washington31 at gmail.com. Okay. Well, it's been such a you know pleasure speaking with you tonight as it relates to you being an artist and all the different things that you do and have done that just tie back to you being an artist and your artwork. And guys, you've heard it here, how you can support his artwork, his website, which I will link that below. And you can also... Um, stay in contact with him on any of those social media platforms so thank you so much Terrence it's been a pleasure talking with you and we wish you the absolute best with your art as it relates to your career thank you very much and I wish you the best